0: More than a feeling, more than the blessings Welcome yet. to Get to Spiritually Fit with Evangelist Michaela Fate. In this show, like I'm I am so going to time. help you to build strong spiritual muscles. We are going to get real and talk about real-life situations that we go through, but how to not only go through, how to grow through. It's time to get spiritually, to get spiritually, to get spiritually, to get spiritually. spiritually, Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to the very first episode of Get Spiritually Fit with Evangelist Michaela Fate. I am so overjoyed and excited that you have tuned into today's show because you are in for a special treat. God is here, hallelujah. And we are going to be talking about how to communicate with difficult people effectively. And we so need to know how to do that. So I am so excited for what God is going to do in this show today because he is going to do some great and marvelous things. And so thank you so much for joining me for this very first episode. I'm just God. I love him so much. The Lord is my life. And I'm just so grateful for this opportunity and for this platform to you know just be able to Share what he's showed me, what he's revealed to me in his word, how he's grown me in his word. We are growing through on get spiritually fit. That is what we are here to do. We are here to grow through things. So we're gonna get real, have real topics and discussions with real guests, and um, you know, just have some great empowering words of wisdom flowing to you to help you to build those strong spiritual muscles in your life and so what we're going to do here on spiritually fit is we're going to start off this show by inviting the holy spirit in to join us in getting spiritually fit amen because that is what it's all about and that is how you get spiritually fit hallelujah and amen so let's pray heavenly father father god I just love you with all of my heart, and I thank you for this opportunity to serve. Father God, this is your show, and this is the people's show. This is about you, and this is about people, and so I thank you that you love us so much that you've poured out your only son so that we can come into an intimate relationship with you and get to know you better. And grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. I bless your holy and incomparable name. And Father God, I pray over this show that you will will pour your oil onto this show and anoint this show. And anoint every single person listening, oh God. I just pray that you will give everyone ears to hear what the Spirit has to say to them. Give them a receptive ear and heart and mind. And just root this word so powerfully and deeply. In the soil of their heart, that it cannot be uprooted. And Father God, Ephesians four twenty nine says, "Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful, so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them." Hallelujah, Father God. I'm praying that that is what you are going to do in this message today. Is give us all words of wisdom to use, to apply to our life so that we can become better communicators in our marriages, with our children, with other people, in our relationships, so that you will get the glory and the harvest from our life because it is truly due your holy name. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. And hallelujah. All right. So we're talking about how to communicate with difficult people effectively. And it doesn't matter whether you're driving in your car, whether you're on your job, or you're in your home, or even in your own family, you are going to run into and have to deal with difficult people, whether it's people with a narcissistic personality, or people that just really don't know how to communicate so They're angry all the time or irritable. Or when you run into just the downright rude people. Either way, there's a lot of difficult people in this world and you and I cannot avoid them. But what we can do is we can be good communicators so that we can help other people to learn how to be good communicators. Amen. So I want to tell you all something about difficult people that you really do have to understand and keep this in mind. Difficult people need love too. Amen. Some might say they need the most love. Everybody has a story. And there is a reason why difficult people are the way they are why they act the way they act, why they say the things that they say. But what God has done is he has placed you and I strategically in the family that we're in, on our jobs, where we live, in different relationships with different people, where we go to church, so that we can make a difference, so that he can work through us to be that change, amen, that we want to see in the world. So, I want to tell you all a little bit about my journey with difficult people because I have dealt with a lot of difficult people in my life. And it all started when I was a little girl. I've always dealt with difficult people. I grew up in a big family, I am the baby of eight children. And so, dealing with that many siblings um, is very difficult. Um, and so, The struggle was very real, and we did not learn how to properly communicate. And it's no major fault of my parents because they weren't taught how to properly communicate. Most people are not taught how to properly and effectively communicate. And so we did not communicate in a very civilized manner. My parents tried, but. Um, We didn't know how to properly communicate. And so what would happen is we would fight. We would argue. We would call each other names. We would bicker. If someone started crying and their feelings were hurt, they were told to be quiet. Stop crying. Get over it. Toughen up. Stop being a crybaby. And a lot of people grow up hearing those kinds of things in their home, especially sometimes males, because with males, they'll hear a lot of times, well, you're a boy, stop crying, be a big boy, be a man. You know, and sometimes there's derogatory things that get said along with that. Stop being a blank or stop being such a blank. And so a lot of people don't know how to properly communicate. So they end up lashing out and arguing and developing poor communication skills. And so it's a lot of learned behavior when it comes to communicating. So what we need to do with, com- um, with people who do not know how to properly communicate is we have to help them to learn how to properly communicate. And I'm so grateful because I'll tell you, my, with my family and I, nobody has ever spent one day in therapy that I know of. And I am not against seeing a therapist and getting the help that you need, especially if it is a um, therapist that is grounded in the word of God, in the truth of God's word, and is a believer, because they are also going to be able to help you, um, you know, in the spiritual aspect of things uh, by rooting how they teach people and help people in the truth of God's word. So I'm not against therapists at all, but I will say for me and my family, first of all, we could not afford therapy, but I thank Jesus that he was our therapist. He is our helper. He is our healer. Hallelujah. So he helped My family to learn how to properly communicate. And I will say that today we are so much better with communicating with one another because of the help of the Lord. Hallelujah. All the glory belongs to Him. So, what I want to do is I want to give you some wisdom nuggets and some principles that you can apply and these will help you to become a better communicator and you'll learn how to communicate with difficult people more effectively and even just how to communicate just in general more effectively now with a uh, with a physical fitness trainer they usually give you an exercise regimen and they may say okay you want to lose weight. You want to get in shape. I want you to do 50 jumping jacks. I want you to do 50 sit-ups and I want you to do about 30 minutes of cardio. And that's going to help you to stay in shape and to lose weight. And this is the one similarity that Get Spiritually Fit has in common with a physical trainer. You have to apply these wisdom nuggets and these principles to your life in order to see the results. Amen. If you want to see results and experience that accelerated mental and emotional and spiritual growth, you have to do your part. And that is make application to your life. And the Holy Spirit is going to be there to empower you and to enable you to Move out of that five pound spiritual level to that 10 pound spiritual level. So you do grow in the Lord and you get stronger and stronger. Amen. So I want you to write these down. This is your spiritual fitness regimen that I'm going to give you right now. This is how to communicate with difficult people effectively. Number one, and I do this all the time. By the way, what I'm about to tell you, you have to invite the Holy Spirit in to govern the conversation before it starts. Now, sometimes we can't always do this, but with places that you go every day, your job or places that you go very often, your church, the grocery store, if you go to several places that are the same all the time. Then what I do is I pray for the Holy Spirit to govern my conversations. So I'll say to the Lord, I'll say, Lord, help me to speak your words. Let it be your mind that proceeds out of my mouth when I talk to people. You know, I may call out specific names, govern my reactions, Lord, my responses, shepherd this conversation, you know, turn anything that could be Turned into something toxic, into something positive, into something beneficial, and so I do that a lot in my um, prayers to the Lord. I invite the Holy Spirit in when I know I'm going to work, I'm going to church, I'm I'm dealing with you know certain people, especially if I know that they're you know difficult people, then I pray beforehand. If you know it's a conversation that just kind of comes out of nowhere, then I pray at that time for the Holy Spirit to govern that conversation. And it really, really, really has helped me so much to properly communicate with difficult people. And so this really applies to marriages and relationships as well. I pray in advance when I know I'm going to have to talk to my husband about something that may be a hot topic or something that may irritate him or that I know frustrates him. I know I'm not trying to, but we have to be able to communicate and I want to be able to communicate effectively. And so what I also do with my daughter is I, you know, she's three years old and I also do that with her. Lord, help her to understand what I'm saying. Shepherd this conversation so that I communicate with her effectively. So that I'm not just yelling, I'm not just upset, I'm not just, you know, giving these emotional responses, but so that they can receive what it is that I'm trying to say and so that I can receive what it is that they are trying to say. So that is number one. And that is what I do first and foremost is invite the Holy Spirit in. The next thing that I do and that I recommend that you do is I practice the power of intent. And this is huge. For everybody in every relationship, especially, I would say, in marriages as well. This is key. Because, like I said, a lot of people are are not taught good communication skills. And a lot of times, they don't know how to communicate or they just simply don't communicate their intent. Why they're doing what they're doing. Why they're saying what they're saying. So in order to communicate effectively with difficult people is you have to allow them to express their intent. And if they don't, what you can do is you can express your intent and then it may help them to start to express their intent. And I do this all the time. I say things like, I wasn't trying, like if you're dealing with a difficult person and and they're upset or they're angry at you for whatever reason, I will say things like, I wasn't trying to upset you. This is what I was trying to say. This is what I meant to say. I'm sorry if that didn't come across the right way. I'll explain my intent. And it usually helps people because they gain a better understanding that I'm not trying to hurt you. And this is crucial in marriages. I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm not trying to do anything to you. This is what I'm trying to tell you. This is what I'm trying to convey to you. And this is so powerful and it's so effective that we explain our intent. It'll really help us to communicate more effectively with people. And so Proverbs 15, one says this, it says, a gentle answer turns away raft, but a harsh word stirs up anger. And so what we do when we explain our intent is we are able to turn a situation around That, you know, it may already be heated, someone may already be upset, but by giving a gentle answer, we can turn that around to turn away that raft and to resolve the issue effectively and productively without so much anger and animosity. So the power of intent is crucial um, because so many arguments can be avoided When we just explain our intent, I know how you took it. I know how it may seem. I know how it might have sounded, but this was my intent. Amen. Number three. Number three is put yourself second for a second. When you are communicating with difficult people, try to let them express themselves without interruption. A lot of times because of maybe someone's delivery or their demeanor or even their language, we tend to go on the defense and we we kind of start to get in our feelings a bit. And then we want to give them a piece of our mind. So we're not actually listening to them and trying to understand them because then it becomes all about us we're ready to say what we want to say and so if someone's saying well i'm having a bad day or they're explaining why they're having a bad day or why they're upset then what we can start to do is well i'm having a bad day too well you're mad about this well i'm mad about that well i'm going through this too and they get loud and then you get louder and then it escalates And if you're going to hit below the belt, I'm going to hit below the belt, too. And so that's not effective communication. That's destructive. That's not going to lead to anywhere. James 119. This is the New Living Translation. This is what it says. It says, my dear brothers and sisters, you must all be quick to listen and slow to speak and slow to get angry. Human anger does not produce the righteousness of God, or this is the righteousness God desires. Hallelujah. That ain't nothing but the truth. When someone is already upset and they're already being difficult and it's already hard to communicate, they're trying to communicate how they feel, you're trying to communicate how you feel, then you have to put yourself second for a second and just let them express themselves, even if you don't agree with it, even if their delivery is off-putting, even if their language is bad, you should try to listen to what they're saying and you know, just be patient with them because it will really help you to gain some understanding and some insight. Now, I'm not asking anybody to just sit and take verbal abuse and just be abused, but what I'm saying is if you can tolerate it, And if the situation has not escalated to where there's physical violence or threats that are going back and forth, then you want to try to let someone else express how they feel without interrupting them. And so what what you want to do is you want to try to focus on what they're saying, not just how they're behaving, which is sometimes very difficult to do. But if you do it, A lot of times you'll be able to properly communicate, you know, even by giving them examples, even if you were to say, you know, it's very difficult to deal with you when you're acting in this way, you know, and then that way they can visually see and hear how they're behaving. But that's going to take you putting yourself second for just a second. Number four is this. Exercising the power of compassion. Now, compassion is a virtue. And the Bible says in Psalms 145, 9, it says the Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. Hallelujah. And thank you, Jesus. God is compassionate to absolutely everybody. The kind and the unkind the saved and the unsaved. He's just simply compassionate on everybody. And that is what the Holy Spirit that indwells our hearts and minds is, is doing inside of us to help us to display that same compassion to other people. And I'll just tell you for me, when I began to look on and at other people with eyes and through eyes of compassion, my communication with people changed. It's no longer just about how I feel or how they treat me or how they've treated me or what they've said to me. Because I understand that hurt people hurt people. And so I look on them with eyes of compassion. I'm not saying that it's the easiest thing to do. Sometimes it's very difficult because even though when you know that somebody may be hurting, they also may be hurting you. So it's like, you know, you have, you may have a difficult time with it, but when you allow the Holy Spirit to help you and you pray, God, give me eyes to see them through eyes of grace, help me to see them the way that you see them, help me to be merciful and compassionate to them. He will help you to do that. That does not excuse their behavior. I want to say that. But if you're going to communicate with people more effectively, then you want to be looking through eyes of compassion on them and understanding because you understand not only that hurt people hurt people, but obviously it takes someone being and feeling pretty low to to try to pull someone else down. They already have to be low in order to pull someone else down and they already have to be hurting and going through something, a private war that you know nothing about uh, to be behaving in a certain type of way. So when you begin to look on them with eyes of compassion, then that will help you to communicate better with them, with that, with that compassion in your heart. Number five is this, use your spiritual authority. When you are communicating with difficult people, don't forget that you have authority. You have authority to shift that conversation. You have authority to shift that atmosphere and that energy. And I'm not just speaking of using your authority as far as like declaring and decreeing things or or binding spirits. Now, you can absolutely do that. You have authority to do that. But what I'm also talking about is Shifting that conversation, shifting that energy, and that shifting that can take place in that person's spirit can be when you exercise patience with that person, which is also a virtue, when you sow kindness into that person. And so people can feel when someone truly cares about them when they've taken time to listen to them and be kind to them in spite of themselves. You're sowing kindness. You're displaying Christ. You're helping people to see the light of the Lord inside of you. And so that is so crucial. You can sow kindness. You can exercise patience and you can also offer up prayer. And I do this all the time. You know, you can offer a prayer because you see that someone's going through or that they're in a difficult spot and that they're behaving in a difficult, you know, way and manner. And you can offer a prayer for that person. Is, is there anything that I can pray for you for? Can I stand in agreement um, and pray with you? And that will help you to communicate with people more effectively when you do that. Number six is this. Listen to gain understanding, not just to prove your point. This is huge in every area and in every relationship, and especially in marriages. When you are communicating with difficult people, remember that they have a side. It may be far out there. It may be confusing to understand their side. But give them the respect of listening to their side and their truth. It doesn't mean that it has to be your truth or that it will become your truth. But to them, it is their truth. And so you don't have to agree, but you should give them the respect of listening to them. Proverbs 18, 13 says this, and this is in the New Living Translation as well, because I love the way it says this. It says spouting off before listening to the facts is both shameful and foolish. A lot of times what we do is we have premeditated responses. Well, when they say this, I'm going to say that. And if they do this, then I'm going to do that. And so on and so forth. But that takes away from truly listening to someone to gain an understanding. Because we're only thinking about, I can't wait till they finish talking so that I can prove my point because I know that I'm right. Now, it doesn't mean that you're not in the right. It doesn't mean that what you're going to say is wrong. You could be saying something that's absolute truth and it's right. But if you take the time to listen, then you'll gain a greater understanding. You'll, you'll understand how that person is thinking, their thinking patterns, how they've come to that conclusion that they've come to, why they're saying the things that they say. And that will help you to gain that insight on how to best communicate with that person And for me, it also gives me something to pray for as well when I'm being specific in prayer for that person. So that's going to help you to properly communicate effectively with difficult people. Number seven is this acknowledge their issue. This is so crucial and essential in marriages as well. When you are communicating with difficult people, remember. That even if a person is a chronic complainer, let's say they're always complaining about something, they're always finding fault with something, they're always extremely sensitive and taking everything personally, you still want to acknowledge their issue. Because if somebody feels like you're just glossing over how they feel and you haven't acknowledged their issue, they're usually going to go on the defense because now they're offended. Um, Because you didn't acknowledge how they feel. You didn't acknowledge what they were saying. They just feel like you're just, it's going in one ear and out the other. You're not really hearing them. You're listening, but you're not really hearing them. And so you want to acknowledge the other person's side. You want to acknowledge their issue. So. When you acknowledge a person's issue, and this is what I think the best way to acknowledge a person's issue is, this is how I, I try to communicate with people. I say things like this: "I understand what you're saying." And I always find any truth in what they're saying. if I'll, I'll notice, I said, "I'll find it." So I'm listening to find truth in what they're saying. I'm listening to understand what they're saying. So I'll find any truth in what they're saying so that I can connect with that and highlight that so that they understand what what they're saying. I'm acknowledging the truth that I find. Doesn't mean that the other stuff that they're saying is not true. It's just truth that I've connected to that I can highlight. So what I'll say is I may say, I, I agree with you. I understand what you're saying. I agree with you. And if they give an example, then I'll pull out that example. If someone said, Michaela, you know, when you said that the way that you said it, it really hurt my feelings. Then I might say something like. When I said XYZ, I may repeat it back to them so that they understand that I, that I've heard what they're, what they're telling me, that I'm acknowledging it. When I said XYZ, I didn't mean to say it in that way. I know it came across that way, but I didn't mean it that way. So I've acknowledged their issue. And then now I've also expressed my intent. And so that is very important. If you want to communicate with people effectively, you want to acknowledge their issue. Number eight is this. Bring it down a notch. Hallelujah. It's important to remember this. When you are communicating with difficult people, you can get your point across. Without screaming and yelling. Nothing good is going to come from your conversation with an already difficult person. When you now have raised your voice, now you're yelling, now now you're arguing. It's not going to help the situation. It's going to be more destructive than it is productive. Nobody's going... Nobody's going to get heard if you do that. I remember this one time this lady told me this. She said, if I were to see two two people arguing, and one is wise and one is foolish, but they're both just screaming and yelling at each other, I wouldn't know who the wise person was and who the foolish person was. Because all I see and hear is two foolish people arguing. And that's so true. Nothing gets accomplished if you just have two people screaming and yelling at each other. So it's better if someone is raising their volume that you lower your volume. And I want to tell you something. Now, this has happened to me. I've been on both sides of this. When I've been having a conversation and my voice is elevated and the other person that I've deemed as difficult, their voice is elevated. And they've lowered their voice and my voice is still elevated. Then what's dawned on me is that I'm also being difficult, too. So I've been on both sides of that. And then I've been on the side where someone's being difficult and they're yelling and I've lowered my voice. And I will lower my voice more and more and more until I go completely silent. Because nothing good is going to come from me elevating my voice as someone who is yelling. When someone is yelling, I mean, it's just not going to be productive to have that kind of conversation. So, what I found is when I lower my voice, it gives the other person an opportunity to catch themselves. I don't say it, I don't say anything, I just lower my voice. It's a sign to them, it allows them to hear that they are the only person that is yelling and then what i've usually found is they usually will adjust their volume and i've had people apologize and say i'm sorry you know i'm sorry for yelling or i'm sorry you know that i got a little heated there it's just this or it's just that but i will lower my voice until it i'll say absolutely nothing i would rather say nothing at all than to be yelling And trying to have a conversation. So you have to do that in order to properly, effectively communicate with difficult people. When they get louder, you go lower. Number nine is this. The power of the pause. And this is very important. When you are communicating with difficult people, remember this. In this fallen world, a lot of people suffer with diarrhea of the mouth. Everything that pops into their mind comes spewing out of their mouth. You see it on TV. You see it all over the place. People just say whatever they think. And they'll just kind of chalk it up to this. Well, I'm just keeping it real. This is just me. I'm just going to be me. I'm just going to say how I feel. I'm just going to say it how I see it. It is what it is. But that's not wise. That's not the wise thing to do. When you're dealing with people like that, it's important that you understand something. They are operating in their flesh. They may or may not know it, but they are operating in their flesh. And what you don't want to do is start operating in your flesh when you are dealing with those type of people. Because they usually have an argumentative spirit. They're usually not very rational people. And Proverbs 29, 11 says this. It says a fool vents all his feelings. But a wise man holds them back. When you have a person that vents all of their feelings all the time, all of their problems, and it's always wrapped up in their emotions and they're here and they're there and they're wild and they're just kind of all over the place. And they take everything personally the last thing that you want to do is getting your feelings and start venting everything and you're wild and you're all over the place along with them that is a wild confusing hot mess of a conversation and i'm telling you i've been on both sides i'm not here to judge anyone but this is what i have learned you don't want to just start venting all of your feelings all of the time. People that do that are usually very, very emotionally led and they get offended very easily. And so you usually feel like you have to walk on eggshells with them because they can be very difficult to deal with because they take your words, they twist your words, and it's all about their feelings and them venting all of their feelings all of the time. And that's okay if you vent sometimes, we all do. But when you are dealing with people who have an argumentative spirit, they're always venting all of their feelings, they wear their heart on their sleeve, their emotions on their sleeves, and they're just always bothered and taking something personally, you want to exercise the power of the pause. And I do this quite frequently. When I'm communicating with people that want to vent all of their feelings all the time, I usually pause a lot. I usually stop before I respond. And I've had people that have said to me, are are you listening to me? Do you hear what I'm saying? You understand what I'm saying? It's almost like sometimes they think that I don't understand what they're saying or I'm tuning them out or I'm not listening to them, but it's not that. It's just that I'm pausing because in that pause, I want to pray and I want to think before I speak because I'm asking the Holy Spirit to govern my reactions and my response because it's a lot going on. So I want to respond effectively. I don't want to just respond out of my emotions and, and how they're you know making me feel. Um, I just, I want to respond in the right way. So what we don't want to do is we don't want to throw gasoline on the fire. We want to be the fire extinguisher. So it's very important when you're dealing with people, difficult people, and they're always in their feelings or just difficult people in general, you can exercise the power of the pause. It would be better to, I guess the golden rule, it's better to say nothing at all than to say something that's not going to be helpful, but more harmful or just really not productive or effective. Number 10 is this, and this is the final wisdom nugget on how to communicate with difficult people effectively. You want to release your conversations over to God and you don't want to hold on to them. And this is crucial All of us have to deal with difficult people. We cannot avoid them. We don't want to become and be those difficult people. So what we have to do is we have to release over those conversations. We want to do this with everybody, but we really want to make sure we're doing this with difficult people. Because sometimes you can have this happen. My girlfriend, as I was sitting with my girlfriend a few weeks ago and we were having lunch with the kids And she said something so good. She said, I've found that there is residue that is still abiding in me when I'm dealing with difficult people. That residue is just kind of lingering on me. And that's why. We need to be releasing these conversations over to God and not holding on to them because you can have those remnants, that residue, those lingering effects of conversations um, that you've had with difficult people and you don't know it, but as you're talking about it and as you're meditating on it and you haven't given it over to God, you can begin to have your joy be robbed from you, your peace, you know, just diminished, your strength zapped your energy is just not the same and your atmosphere can become a little darker as you just kind of dwell on that toxicity. So you want to make sure that when you have these conversations with difficult people, pray before and pray after you have these conversations. Lord, I ask that you will remove that spirit of negativity from wherever you are, from this atmosphere, just begin to claim it Just begin to decree it. Just begin to pray it. Just ask the Holy Spirit to fill you again with that peace. Let my my peace just be plentiful, Lord. Let my joy just abound in me again, Lord. Let my strength be renewed in my my spirit, and my mind, Lord. I pray that all the time. I give this conversation over to you. Help so-and-so with this and help me to understand what they were saying. Give us a receptive heart and mind to each other. Whatever it is that I was supposed to receive, let me receive that. Let them do the same. And just, I release that conversation over to God. Because Romans 12, 21 says this. It says, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. I use this verse all the time when I'm talking to people. Do you know how you overcome evil with good? When someone does something to you, when they say something bad about you, when something bad happens to you, if you then turn around and you become that hurtful person who's hurting people and you become your situation, your circumstance that's difficult, that's toxic, whatever it is, and you let that just engulf your mind and that becomes your thought process and you're lashing out and you're being difficult and you're not easy to communicate with, then evil has overcome you. You've accepted it, you've received it, and now you're displaying it. But when you overcome evil with good, you continue on in your joy. You continue on in your peace. You continue on in your rest. And that residue is not residing in your mind and in your spirit. You've given that over to the Lord. You've overcome the evil um, with good and what the devil meant for evil. God will turn around for your good. Hallelujah. And now you are walking in your victory. So that is how. You communicate with difficult people effectively. And I'm telling you, all of these wisdom nuggets, all of these principles, I apply to my own life and I have to do it daily. And they have changed my life. They've changed my mindset. I've grown so much. The Lord continues to exercise these virtues and these principles in me. And let me tell you something. There's no other way to learn and to grow how, you know, and to build those spiritual muscles. You, you're going to have to go through, you're going to have to work them out and you work them out by going through situations that cause you to have to work them out, exercise them, use them, build them up. But here on spirit, get spiritually fit with evangelist, Michaela faith. We're not just going through. We are growing through. Hallelujah. And so I know that those can help you to communicate with difficult people effectively. God is so amazing. And I want to invite you back to get spiritually fit because we're going to have more special guests, more stimulating topics and conversations, more spiritual growth. Amen. And God bless you. Bye-bye. You guys take care.